Boys and girls, Evan, folks, folks, brothers and sisters of the congregation. Is that what people say when they're Baptist? I don't know. They say they say that. Um, I am. I told you before we hopped on. I'm I'm tired. I'm beat down uh, for no particular reason. I, I don't know. It's just been, the kids had the weird stomach bug that they had on Friday. And then we just kind of took it easy the rest of the weekend. You were in. Uh, New Orleans, weren't you, Evan? I, I was. I just spent four days there. Uh, they were incredible. Only, like, no, no plans. My, my girlfriend and I met my best friend and his girlfriend there, and we were there actually a day early. So we just got a 24-hour head start on Bourbon Street and That's did the so same thing hours. for four days. Yeah. That's we so many uh, hours on Bourbon Street. However many yeah. that is, it's it, – Evan, we, uh, we did a, a late-night recording with One Take Pod – uh, the awesome uh, movie and film and TV review podcast over there at Apollo Media, uh, hosted by our good friends Royden and Dex and Tej, and that was a lot of fun. We uh, we talked about Boogie Nights, a movie that we recommend nobody sees. Um, through just absolutely, I, I, I waste of time, maybe I don't know, but I didn't that, learn anything. I did. <laughs> I learned something. I think I learned something. I learned I, d- I did not need Julianne Moore uh, saying the particular things that she said in that movie. Um, yep. But that was a lot of fun. But I'm just tired. I'm I am I am sucking down uh, a large amount of iced coffee right now through what I realize is a straw that is far too large. So everything I see in life is related to Boogie Nights. And it's just it's very upsetting. Gross. Um, man, um, we have some news in the Baylor, uh, atmosphere. Yeah, I think the atmosphere is a fair word. Um, but I just wanted to say your social media updates from your weekend in Las Vegas or not Las Vegas, New Orleans, it doesn't really matter. It's the same city, just with more seasoning. I was worried. I was worried for you, Evan. I don't get legitimately worried uh, very easily. Um, but when I do, I like to reach out and just make sure that you're okay. That was just a lot of sugar. Um, it was when you drink a hand grenade or a hurricane, do you, do you drink it through the straw or do you like fold the straw over and like sip it out of the cup? That's a good question. Um, so uh, I'm trying to remember how I drank things this weekend. Um, I, I think, I think I'm a straw folder. I think it gives you more, um, liquid per sip i think and that's kind of what i'm in for because i don't do i don't do a lot of like like when i use a straw i don't think i use them as efficiently as i could whereas i feel like when i drink just like mouth over the rim of the cup mm-hmm. i don't i just i just i let the liquid just like fall into my belly as, mm-hmm. more than i like drink go. it if that makes sense are you a chugger when you have a beer can you chug i can't chug um i can chug i don't like it but like if i'm if i'm on a mission to be drunk and I'm not just like trying to enjoy a beer with, with my friends, mm-hmm. I will make sure that my gulps or my sips are like 130% the size that they normally are. Cause I'm just, you know, we're all, it's all a means to an end. Um, so that's my philosophy there. <sighs> we, um, a lot of hullabaloo is being made on Twitter today. Uh, no. a move, a move that's, 
a lot of Baylor fans probably saw coming eventually. Uh, for reasons, sure, there are reasons out there. That's fine. There is uh, a, a coach fired from Texas Tech and from TCU, and everybody projected that Jeff Trailer from UT San Antonio would be hired to one of those uh, head coaching roles. Uh, that is not the case for Texas Tech, as they have hired Baylor tight ends coach slash special super recruiter slash culture guy slash head coach transition expert uh, Joey <laughs> McGuire from Baylor, and he will leave immediately to start uh, setting up his program in Lubbock. But I do believe that he will. I, I don't think he's handling game day responsibilities. I think he's just going. I think they're, the interim is still intact over there. So, uh, Joey McGuire, gone. Get out of here. Get um, out. Get out. Go on, get. The first instance that we have seen. Now, he's not a head coach leaving for another head coaching role. But he is the first coach to leave midseason to go start his experience at another school. And uh, I think that's that's pretty fitting for the Baylor coaching uh, experience that we've had over the last, I don't know, five years. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm no, I'm no like college football expert. I could talk to you about Baylor things for a long time, but the, what I heard like the prevailing idea here with this new like NIL setup is that this is going to be more and more common especially with like a December signing period, um, just trying to get ahead, uh, like a head start on that piece of things. So I'm interested to see if in the next, you know, 28 days, there are also like more in season head coaching announcements. Yeah, they will come. Uh, I just, I, I just found it weird that it happened to us first and that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I am half, actually very happy that this individual who seems to be beloved by literally everyone, I haven't heard a negative word about him. I'm glad he's getting this opportunity. Evan, what, what does Joey McGuire do or what did he do at Baylor? That's a good question. Um, my I'm not, best... I'm not saying I'm not leading you to say that he didn't do anything. No, 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 no because no. I'm dumb. I don't know yeah. the inner workings of, how different coaches assemble and designate responsibilities to their staff. I'm just asking what he did. Tight ends coach, be big block run for pass. So it's like a, okay, Uh that uh, that's a legitimate assistant coach role. Okay. Yeah. What does an associate head coach do? uh, They, uh, (laughs) they leave their wives for strippers and, uh, and then, that stripper uh, girlfriend has a monkey and are we doing that again? Okay. Run it back. <sighs> We're playing the hits today, folks. How long do you, how long do you think McGuire lasts at tech and explain your reasoning? Um, okay. I'm glad you asked. I think Joey McGuire will be at tech for less than five years. I think tech and this is probably going to bite me in the butt in like three years. I think Tech has no chance to win the Big 12 unless they like back the Brinks truck up to someone – like unless Saban gets bored. That's that's their quickest path to success, I think. Um, or if, you know, Mike Leach comes home. I think the, that's really the only two chances they have to really um, win anything worth a damn. 
And I think Joey is going to make a lot of good men over there. I think he is going to make a lot of friends. It, it's In the current state of the Big 12, it's hard to imagine Joey McGuire being the person who takes them to nine or ten wins again. Right. And that's not an indictment on him as much as no, it is. No, not like, at all. How do you sell Lubbock? Like their most recent coach is on record as not being able to name something good about Lubbock. But he w- he will sell Lubbock, and and they will get more recruits than they have. They will have yeah. Talent. But unless the Big Twelve falls into this weird ACC situation where Wake Forest is can you know almost assuredly granted a spot to the championship game, what's yeah. happening? Like I I I I am glad he got a head coaching job. I wish for his sake because I care about him and what he has given to Baylor. I wish he had taken just a different job. That's all. That's but, fair. And, and that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, well, and what's wild about Texas Tech is that they have had two of the top 10 college quarterbacks in history in the last decade on the roster and never <laughs> made a bowl game. And like, you know, as much, as much shit as I like to give Cliff Kingsbury, like not a bad coach in Cliff Kingsbury. Apparently not. The Cardinals like if those, went out there with, with Colt McCoy and whooped that ass on Sunday. Yeah. So if those um, three can't, if those three can't cook it up, I don't, I don't know that Joey or anyone else is going to be able to cook. Yeah. I, <clears throat> prove prove me wrong. Uh, you know, I've been wrong on a couple of occasions before. So prove me wrong. Best of luck. Godspeed. But like I put in my tweet, when when Baylor delivers the final blow uh, four years from now, three or four years from now, because Joey's gone three and what? Three and nine, four and eight, multiple seasons in a row. I will know that it's not Joey's fault. No. Um, that it is. And if yeah. recent history tells us anything, you can fail up from Texas Tech pretty easily. It so, seems to be. Look at watch Matt Wells go, uh, go to the Nick take, Saban School of Wayward take, Boys, as Split Zenzu likes to call it. Um, and, Joey and McGuire is gonna. <laughs> Joey McGuire is gonna take the Jets to the Super Bowl in twenty twenty eight. Let's I'm sure go. Of it. Let's go. Um, man. Anything else on the Joey McGuire situation? I thought it was funny that he recorded his intro video in front of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. I, Which I is that. right outside the stadium. That's like on Just, campus he did that. <laughs> Good for him, man. I does, think does, Joey has like – he hasn't made a false step in like 25 years. So he could have left Waco with like double birds. And I still would have been like, all right, man. Good on you. You earned now, this. Now, hold on. Does any part of you – like now want to stick it to him, stick it to Texas tech, even just a little bit more like, ah, man, you know, Hey, <laughs> Hey, he was one of the highest paid assistants in the country, by the way, not like well, top I, five, but like top 20. And I think that's more of a product of say what you want about Matt rule. Like he's going to get his boys paid. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in Matt rules orbit that aren't super great at what they do. I'm not talking about like coaches that he's taking with him to the league, but like he's gotten mm-hmm. a lot of players paid that otherwise probably wouldn't have gotten paid. Yep. And I think that translates to, you know, coaches who maybe like are overpaid. And I think it's safe to say that some coaches are overpaid. And I, until you give me the credentials of an associate head coach, I'm going to assume that Joey McGuire was what Texas Longhorn fans think Matthew McConaughey is. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to assume that they have been doing the same role 
And again, uh, not an indictment on Joey. Don't have a don't have a negative wish in my heart towards him. I am just not smart enough to understand the scope of his job. Yeah, fair. I, I same page. Same page. Evan, I have another question for you. Um, okay. What if if you had to list like five things? You're you're setting up your own tailgate over in uh, over near McLean. Uh, call it uh, the Brazos parking lot. Let's say you're setting up a uh, a tailgate over there. What would you need to bring? Name name like your five things that you would need to bring. Five things I'm going to bring. Um, number you're one, it up. Is going... you're running a tailgate. Okay. Uh, first is going to be a tent. That's going to be the first thing I have. Um, Good job. Ten by ten tent. Number two, two coolers. This is going to be one some one submission, but it's two coolers filled with beer and non beer alcohol. Um, number three is going to be some tables. Okay. Four is going to be food and food stuffs on top of the table. Five is going to be either one of these two things, a grill where I'm create, I'm making and warming the food that it's eating, that's getting eaten. Or like maybe if it's a morning game, maybe it's just donuts I bought. So if it's not the grill, it's going to be um, a television setup so we can watch, so we can watch TV at the tailgate. Those, That's my submission. You idiot. You absolute moron. Because number Uh-oh. one should have been grill. No tailgate well, is complete without a grill. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> and no grill you is complete without no grill <laughs> is complete without gridiron metalworks. Find collegiate <laughs> branded grill grates and griddles and or flower pots, stainless steel bookends, coasters, can coolers, all in actual school colors, not just the oh it's close color like other manufacturers <laughs> do. What is the what is your favorite like non-green or gold Baylor color? Um, I am a fan of gunmetal gray. I had a really very shitty, uh, brown Baylor t-shirt that I got, I think as part of like, maybe, maybe part of the Martin, uh, t-shirt dump that they, they just give you a whole bunch of crappy t-shirts. I had a brown one. Yeah. It was awful. Just absolutely awful. Uh, you can sear your steak, burgers, brats, veggies with perfect pistol Pete, Baylor bear, Jayhawk grill marks. Uh, they've got grill grates, griddles for all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Plus, these are the perfect gift for the hard to shop for. Christmas coming up. Evan, do you have uh, do you have the lovely lady a Christmas gift yet? Um, No, I do not. Well, get on it. But but I heard that she is in the market for a grill, a grill mark. Is that what is that what they're called? A grill mm, mark again? OK, we're going to have to have a rudimentary lesson after this. That's OK. <laughs> Uh, these are high quality, custom cut, and made in the USA. Right now, when you use the promo code Network12, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So whether you're looking for a K-State grill grate, a West Virginia griddle, or unique metal home goods for your collection, visit gridironmetal.com and use the promo code 1012 for 15% off your first order. Again, that is the promo code 1012, not Network12. Because I'm a big idiot, it is the promo code TEN12 for 15% off your first order. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes there. Um, Did Gridiron ever get back to you on the BYU sous vide? What's the update there? Uh, I've been left on red. I, I ah. did submit that formally. Um, and, you know, we, yeah, we have not received any communication on that. Well, Gridiron, you know where, you know where we are. Uh, speaking of uh, very interesting written communication that happens online, um, <laughs> you mentioned this before we started recording. The The Texas media blogosphere 
just really comes through in the clutch for us. Just <laughs> before we record every week, it seems like there's <laughs> something new and just remarkably stupid that pops up. So I want to do a uh, dramatic reading of the first couple tweets in this tweet thread from CJ Vogel, um, who is uh, a self-proclaimed recruiting analyst covering Texas and OU for whatever TFB Texas is. Um, and can I make a personal request as you do this? Can you play like really dramatic music? I don't know if you have that ability to do like over your, under your voice while you do this. Yeah, we can, we can Maybe. try to throw something in there. That's that, okay. We, we can try if it, if it's not in the episode, that's because I got tired or didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wanted to attack the talent issue that has been a recurring theme over the last few weeks regarding this hashtag Texas team. I'll start by saying dismissing the lack of talent on campus by pointing to recent recruiting class ranks is incredibly lazy. Now, before we continue to the next tweet, I do want to say I feel like I inspired this just a little bit by taking a picture of the graphic that was shown on ESPN uh, during the Texas-Iowa State game, um, where where, uh, essentially it shows the recruiting... uh, standings of the last couple Texas classes like since 2017 and how it just Mm -hmm. completely blows Iowa State's out of the water. And then, of course, Iowa State absolutely destroys Texas. Um, But anyway, uh, here we go. Starting with the 2018 class, this is where Texas is seeing most of its contributors at the moment, like it should be. You'll notice among six defensive starters from this class, four of which coming in as DBs. Uh, He goes on to uh, post a... uh, like a a Google sheets um, that has like, you can tell he put a lot of work into like the conditional formatting formulas. You know how mad you have to be to make this, to, (laughs) to, to just make this color coded, sorted. That is so embarrassing for CJ. Now I will give him the benefit of the doubt and say that because he works in recruiting, he all, he already had this. Um, I don't know that he had the status of each of these recruits already mm. plugged in. So I'm going to say that he probably had to do the conditional formatting uh, himself for this particular thread. The news of Joshua Moore's portal entry means five of the top 20 members in this class transferred. There are seven additional members of this class as well. Four transferred and Christian Jones is the starting left tackle. Add the Dicker and Bujewski as well. Um, he goes on to lament uh, how the 2019 class uh, was bad, but not before he mentions that the 2019 class was the number three class nationally um, and how it has a combined 31 starts from the top 20 ranked members. He We're goes all on, trying to find the guy who did this. Exactly. Like he goes on for eight, 10, 12 more tweets saying that how, how bad the Texas talent is. And he ends it with, so yeah, the quote, Texas has incredible talent takes are wildly lazy. Okay, man, like, that's fine. What do you chalk it up to? Uh, it's still Texas's fault. I, so yeah. all, the, all this to say is on the heels of the Joshua Moore announcing that he's going into the transfer portal, which, by the way, the second best receiver on the team and leaving leaving Texas with one good, healthy receiver, arguably. I, I the, the mental gymnastics are Olympic level with how I, I, it just, it boggles my mind. This is almost as baffling as the monkey story, honestly. Almost. Um, what do you think 
percentage chance is that Texas does not win against Kansas this Saturday? Like it, it's definitely above five percent, right? Um, if if this Kansas team is healthy, because they they were roughed up pretty good last week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if this Kansas team is healthy and this Texas team is healthy, I think Kansas wins. I don't know six out of the hundred that they play. Okay, that's on paper, right? There is a right. talent advantage on the Texas side, no no doubt about it. But like, okay, that's a lazy this take, is, Matt. But this is, <laughs> but this is real life, <laughs> right? And yeah, you 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 go through as a, a teammate losing, you know last week the way you did and you lose another receiver uh this time by choice um the the monkey story is still there like that monkey hasn't gone anywhere the monkey is still on their back so like there is i don't know man i i think there's like a 15 percent chance i don't without think it's going cheating, to happen yeah i was gonna say without cheating tell me what you think the spread is for this game right now and if you've already if you've already looked earlier this week um, we can just cut this piece out, but what do you think the spread is right now for this game? So I, I admittedly looked on Sunday, but I actually don't remember what it is. So I remember seeing it, but I actually don't remember what it is. The spread is 30 and a half points to Texas. That's way more than it was on Sunday. Cause I, on Sunday, I'm thinking it was like around 24. That's 30 insane. That's who insane. do they think Kansas is Texas tech. <laughs> I just, Hey, I tweeted it uh, on Saturday while watching the Kansas game. This Kansas team is going to be good in two or three years. They're not good right now, but I think I, I think Leopold knows what he's doing. I they I they run some too. interesting stuff. Um, so keep an eye on that on Saturday. That'll be fun. Do you know what time they play? Um, I got it up in front of me, six thirty. Um, oh, that, that I might like, be a nice cap to the the evening. Yeah, I I really don't like when people like make narratives around football teams where it's like, Oh, you can pinpoint in this season, like right where, right where the straw broke and right where the wheels came off. But like this Texas team is going to be such a fun case study in that like Spencer Rattler getting benched ruined like seven people's lives in Austin. Like, it, like ruined it. It's the, uh, the, the domino meme where the, the <laughs> first, the first domino is Spencer Rattler getting benched. And then the last one is, um, people on surly horns asking for Art Bryles to be hired. Like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's happening. I, I literally just yeah. saw it. Hey guys, this is Evan. I'm here to let you know about Symbol while Matt's taking a little break. You guys, our partners at Symbol has a brand new offering that we're really excited about. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash every time your teams win. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 8,000 early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code NETWORK12 for a money-back guarantee. Yeah, you heard that right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all the listeners for our show. 
The money-back guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code NETWORK12, and your deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. That's more money than I have. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Baylor has their own game this weekend. Oklahoma comes to Waco. Uh, big nude Saturday uh, on Fox. Um, big nudes. 11 a.m. kick, which we've we've agreed that we don't mind the 11 a.m. kicks all that much. No. But a lot of people are very upset and very cranky about this. Yeah. And understandable. I get it. There is something cool. Uh, we've had a, a pretty good tradition at Baylor of you know blacking out the OU game, having it at night. It's a really good atmosphere. I agree. Um, mm. But maybe OU comes out sleepy. They certainly did against Kansas. So maybe we get that again. Um, yeah. That that got me thinking, you know, as we look forward to OU, I don't really have a problem with the OU fan base. We, we can pick out the fan bases that we like and dislike more than others. You know, we like Kansas State as a fan base a lot more mm. than, for instance, I don't know, some others. Um, I, I don't really have any issue with the Oklahoma fan base. They seem to be reasonable people. And also, they're just good a lot of the time. They yeah. back up whatever shit talk they put online they back it up because they win all of the time yeah. i i had one oklahoma fan uh try to fight me while sitting in the berm uh in 2017 um was it was, was it just and you 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 own none of that interaction that was that was him being the aggressor or her i mean i was being the aggressor i was being loud i was cheering uh, you know i was being it, I was acting the way I would act in the stands. I don't think I was acting, you know, out of turn. Okay. Um, and he turned to me and he, he said, well, you shut the fuck up. And uh, he, he was missing a tooth. I wish I was exaggerating here. He was missing at least <laughs> one tooth. Like, you know, I'm just extrapolating from the, the tooth tidbit you left in here. It's safe to assume that potentially his hearing was also slightly impaired. So maybe it was like an earnest request that was um, maybe, maybe I just not communicated very well, not communicated maybe, very well. I should have used uh, as a consultant in my daily daily life, uh, most respectful interpretation. I should have, I should have given him the benefit of the doubt and maybe I should have just <laughs> acquiesced a little bit there. You're, you're right. I, I was in the um, room there. I, I agree with you in that like Oklahoma fans, I don't, I don't have a lot of like heartache thinking about who they are as people one my one real critique of them and maybe i'm just jealous and i think i think i'm just jealous they find a way every year to at the same time be the team that everyone like counts out every week like oh like everyone's praying in our downfall like they never expected us to be this good and also the team that kicks the shit out of you knows mm-hmm. they're gonna kick the shit out of so you good. and then proceeds yep. to do it and they do them both and they we can't let them keep getting away with this you know yeah. pick yep. pick a lane and let me I make was, fun of you in that one i was so happy because it did look like lincoln riley was going to play spencer rattler the entire season mm-hmm. and i was excited about it because from the get go i i understood i could spiritually understand that spencer rattler was going to be underwhelming as the quarterback in this particular system i think he could go be great in other systems he's taken miami to the poinsettia bowl next year just so sure. you know yeah absolutely um of ohio oh okay i see i understand <laughs> i understand <laughs> i understand now. um 
And then they they go ahead and start Caleb Williams after he, he beats Texas. And man, Caleb Williams is that dude. He's a freshman. He makes mistakes, but he is that dude. And that sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. He has had like back breaking fourth down runs and like what feels like 13 games in a row already. Yep. Um, he, he makes me feel like, I don't know. He, he's like a Jalen Hurts who can throw the football well. And like Jalen can throw it far as hell, but he kind of had Bryce Petty syndrome where it was like, I can throw this ball six miles, but if you want me to do anything else with it, we're rolling the dice, baby. But I feel like yeah. Caleb Williams, like he, I, I, it's hard to find a flaw with him besides he hasn't played enough college football. And, and and he makes he makes freshman mistakes like mental mistakes yeah. on occasion, but like there is enough talent around him that they make up for it most of the time. Yeah. Um. Do you have like any particular lean on how you think Saturday is going to go? Uh, this one it's always so hard to predict because like I got to I live Oklahoma, Oklahoma favored dog. by Oklahoma favored by six and a half is what I think I saw at last. Yeah, and that like that feels right. Like that feels like the most likely outcome. I don't know though. Like Kansas got very lucky to almost beat them, but I think the game plan they rolled out there, like I think what they did is something that we can do three times as good as they did. I, so like I if, tend to if, agree. If so, if we can do that in Oklahoma, you know, they kind of sleepwalk through the first half. They don't even need to sleepwalk with us. Like if they just, if they just aren't playing their best, like I think, I think we'll keep it close. I think, you know, Dave Aranda has proved that he can kind of put a, a pseudo like bottle over the Oklahoma defense proven. two games in a row now. Yeah. Um, Pro- proven, not proved. Yes. Proven. He has proven that he has proven there that you you're right. Um, so I don't know. I, I would love to see, I would love to see a Baylor win. That's a hot take. I would love to see that. I think it'd be good. But, I think uh, I would enjoy that more than the alternative. Yes. That's my, that is my full opinion. I would love to see us win this football game. I I tend to agree. Um, other OU news. This is not. I'm not reporting this. I am merely communicating things that I have seen. Okay. Um, I I don't have any connections that would allow me to report anything anyway. If it's not Baylor related. Um, there are massive rumblings on the LSU boards that Lincoln Riley is one of two finalists, along with Mike Tomlin. You know, the Mike Tomlin that has the most secure NFL job in history with the Pittsburgh The best Steelers. job. Yeah. He has the best job. <clears throat> the most loyal ownership. Um, that Lincoln Riley is one of the two finalists for the LSU job. And if I'm LSU, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, and if I am uh, an OU fan, that makes me really nervous. And that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like there are there are four colleges that you could sell me on that Lincoln would jump ship to. And I think LSU is definitely in that tier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I I think, you know, obviously he's yet to win a national championship at Oklahoma. Don't think he don't think he will. Uh but yeah. But you know, once 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 you've won the Big Twelve six or seven times in a row, like I've never won anything that much, but I would imagine that it, there there's an element of it being a little stale at one point, you know, like how many years in a row do you want to kick the shit out of six teams and sneak wins out over three teams and then get a mud hole stomped in your ass? Like that's not, that's not a fun way to end your year every year. So I yep. feel like it puts a cap on could, recruiting too. You can, you can yeah. go recruit championship linemen 
to LSU. I don't think you can go recruit championship linemen to Oklahoma. You can yeah. go, re- you can recruit uh, championship skill position players as evidenced mm-hmm. to Oklahoma yeah. for sure. But if you're going to be in the SEC anyway, you might as well go to the place where you can uh, recruit every single yeah. position. And the well, one thing that LSU has been lacking is a quarterback. And we've seen uh, proof of concept there from Lincoln Riley on multiple occasions. So. Yeah, I would I would push back a little only because I know there's like nine Oklahoma fans who I know are going to listen to this. They have been recruiting on the defensive line, like particularly the defensive line very well the last two seasons. They just don't have, you know, a third, fourth, fifth year guy on their roster that they have recruited at that level on the defensive line. So like, I, I do think their defensive recruiting has improved. Don't or at least care. Like, don't care. Don't but, care. Um, I, I think you're right. And like LSU has had a good quarterback one year out of the last 12 and they won the championship that year. So there, there's, there's some math here that I think Lincoln could probably be sold on. Weird first name. Now that I'm reflecting on it, Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln. Do you, do you think it's after Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln? No, the logs, I think. Ah, I I don't have any jokes for Lincoln Logs. Sorry, no. listeners. I got yeah, nothing sorry. there. <laughs> no. Nope. Lincoln to and, LSU. Reported here first on Between Two Bears. You heard it here first. Basketball season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference. You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have, so go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Evan, you heard it uh, there. Um, Go check out the Midwest Madness podcast on the 1012 Network. On that note, this is it. This is the week where college basketball starts for... Some of the Big 12, it starts tomorrow, but for Baylor, it starts on Friday. Uh, Incarnate Word comes to Waco. (laughs) Um, And honestly, uh, there's not a lot until Baylor plays Stanford. Man, I'm excited. It feels so good to not be stressed about how this season plays out. Yeah, we're on house money. We are on house money for a decade. Five years, five years. I think I'm I'm a little bit more ambitious on the basketball side. I I want to mm-hmm. see continued success, but like, go make the tournament, go make the Sweet Sixteen, and that's fine. Yeah. I am so excited for this season just to enjoy it and not be stressed about. Is are we going to take advantage of this being the year? Because I think we all had a feeling midway through the season ish that oh oh. This this is the year. If we're gonna do it, yeah. this is the year, right? And and we and we did it. Like we did I, it I, convincingly. Convincingly. I I wear my championship gear weekly. It mm-hmm. it is part of my wardrobe. <laughs> like yep. um I uh I still need to I made a pledge with friends and then a pledge online to go get a Sailor Bear tattoo uh if Baylor yeah. ever won a championship in men's basketball. Um, and it was specifically in men's basketball because that's what brought together a good, you know, a really good friend of mine, uh, and, and the subsequent friend group that, you know, we kind of pieced together and yeah, I still haven't done it yet. And so I haven't either. if you are, if you are listening to this, I'm very serious about this. I need to get it done. I, I pledged to get it done before the beginning of the season. I don't think that's going to happen, 
but I need to go find uh, a shop probably here in the Austin area or in the Waco area if there's somewhere particularly good. But if you're listening to this and you know the shop that I need to go to to get this done, uh, I'm, I, th- I think I'm probably going to go upper thigh since that seems to be the era that we're in. Uh, in Matt, I have tats. great news for you. I have incredible news for you. What so you I made the, I made the same pledge as you, and I was actually in line to get mine one night, and then I had to leave, and they never called me for it to be my turn. So I'm in the market, also upper thigh. I have a person. I have three tattoos in my body. One of them was one that I planned. The other two just kind of happened. The person who did it lives in Austin, and he still, to this day, is Brittany Griner's personal tattoo artist. Let's go. That sounds so very I, expensive, but let's go. Um. Yeah. 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 I was. It's not just prepared. my. I was I was planning on a, a rather elaborate shoulder piece, and admittedly, the the price point kind of threw me off. Yeah, um, I will. But if you if this is something you want to do with your friends who aren't me, I get it and I respect that. But also, you live very close to me. This this true. could be a thing that we that we tackle we pretty easily. And honestly, we should take some video content of this. That's that's mm-hmm. actually a pretty good idea. Um, yeah, so subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, honestly, yeah, the Patreon setup. We'll we'll start we'll start putting that out there with uh, some of the content that we'll put out there. I'm, I'm excited. There's, there's a lot of potential for getting this particular group of the, or this particular corner of the Baylor fandom together. Um, and, uh, and having some fun. I I think it could be really cool. Do you have any thoughts or feels or predictions for how this basketball season is going to go? Yes, we are going to lose in the elite eight. Yeah, that feels, you weren't, I don't like the way you phrased that. But I, I tend to We're, agree. We are going to win in the Sweet 16. There you go. Um, yes, banners fly forever, baby. We're dropping that shit on Friday. I can't be there. But uh, one of my closest friends in the world will be, and he loves Baylor basketball more than anyone that I know. He, he is the number one person on my list. People that love Baylor basketball, he texted me today and said, if you would have told me in fourth grade that we would be hanging a banner for men's basketball, I would have cut my own tongue out to see it. Um, so I'm excited for him and his family to be there and see it. Um, also just since you gave me the the platform, this time of year with Baylor basketball is like so special to me personally, because, you know, over, over the winter breaks at Baylor, I didn't go home because I was home and all my friends went to their real homes. So every year they would have double, double headers, men's and women's against, against Joe nobodies. And it's so good. I love the women's Scott, side of this particular argument. Yes. Too. And Scott and Kim do not mind winning by 70 if you'll let them. Like, they'll do that. So well, I The would good take, news is that uh, we don't really have to worry about what Kim does on the women's side anymore. Yeah. I Yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at here is I would, during my college years, I would spend my entire day in the Ferrell Center just eating $7 Chick-fil-A sandwiches, <laughs> hot spotting from my phone, and just watching us <laughs> kick the absolute shit out of very nice athletes, I'm assuming. So if you're a Baylor student and you're listening to this and you're in Waco for the winter, go do these doubleheaders. You'll have a great It's so time. much fun. It's so much fun. The the scores that come out of some of the Lady Bears, I guess now just the, the Bears because they, they do not go yeah. by the Lady Bears anymore. But the women's team, some of the scores that come out of those like first quarters or first halves, truly oh, yeah. egregious. There have been multiple times where after a half of basketball, uh, there is less than 10 points scored by the opponent and something like 50 yeah. by Baylor. 
it is yeah. remarkable if you are into just really just pain, just just pain. Yeah, and it's I mean, you start to feel bad for the other team, but then also not you really, really do. But I mean, I, say what you want about about Kim and and her approach to coaching a basketball game. If and I will. Let's her, go. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And well, if she knew that her players were bigger than yours, and she could see it, she was going to get eighty five paint touches a game, no matter the competition level. Like they were going to put their butts on your like rib cage and give you bruises until you subbed out. That was, that's, that's been our game plan for a decade. Not, not for nothing, but that was her, that was her game plan for literally every team that she ever coached against. So yeah, for better and for worse. Uh, yeah, the men's team, a lot of new faces, uh, look out for James Akinjo. Um, I think a big 12 honorable mention, uh, for, for the big 12 teams preseason, Mm -hmm. Um, Adam Flagler, just he's going to get so much more volume. Very, very excited about that. So after the first couple games, we'll, we'll have maybe more intelligent things to talk about that. Again, non-conference, not really strenuous until Baylor plays Stanford. Then they go to the Bahamas, which um, uh, I entered. I entered the Baylor uh, contest. You'll have to go to BaylorBears.com to go find this, but you can sign up to win two tickets to the Bahamas and like a hotel room and like flights and vouchers for meals and stuff. And it's, Oh wow. I, I really want it so bad. I will absolutely abandon my family to go to that. Uh, my wife was uh, like, Hey, I entered you in this contest. Uh, you should go into yourself. I'm like, honey, I, I did that weeks ago. Um, um and, and then she asked me, okay, so who, who would you take? And here I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, so which, which friend would I take just in my brain? I'm like, well, I might take yeah. so-and-so I might take Evan like, I don't know. She goes, would you take your son? And I'm like, mm, <laughs> not really my vibe. Is he going to stand, is he gonna stand the really... whole game? Yeah, I know, right? Hey, hey, buck <laughs> up, buddy. Uh, d- not, a, not a big drinker, my son, at five. Mostly apple juice. Like, not really mm-hmm. not really my vibe for the Bahamas. So I don't think I'd be taking him, no. Um, did you know that this Saturday evening at 9.30 p.m. Central, we get the Texas Longhorns against the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Dude, it's going to be, look, Texas has a ton of on paper talent. Have you heard this before? Is yeah. This wait, no, this, is this, is this new? Is this a new thing for them? With a uh, highly touted um, coach um, who may not have the other coaching oh support uh, that made him famous. Um, um, Chris, Chris Beard coming to Texas without the defensive architect that made Texas Tech so uh, formidable um, with a lot of players coming from losing programs who like to get their own shots up. I'll, I'll let basketball fans try to figure out what that might look like. Um, apparently they got rolled by LSU. Um, no, Baylor actually did get beat by LSU in, in a scrimmage. I, I forget who Texas played, but they got rolled uh, in their, in their scrimmage. Houston, and right? It's just, yeah, it was Houston. You're right. Look, man, it happens. I'm not saying that that's indicative of how their entire season is going to go. And Houston's a good program. Um, but like Houston added transfers too. It, I, I just, I, that puts I see Texas it. on a... I, I see the talent that they do have on paper. I acknowledge it. I need to see it happen. And it's not going to happen early. So uh, Gonzaga, yeah. <laughs> Gonzaga versus Texas. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game to watch. You know how if you go to like ESPN and you check like a specific college football or a specific college basketball like game page, they'll give you like the matchup predictor, and it's like 
you know, a circle. Yeah. Um, would, would you like to take your best stab at the percentage chance that Texas has to win this according to ESPN's basketball power index? Without looking 24%. Close 15, 15.6% they give Texas. <laughs> yeah. That, that feels about right. That feels about right. Yeah. Um, good deal. Uh, that is about it. Oklahoma coming to Waco on Saturday. Baylor basketball starting up on Friday. The women's team, I believe, starts earlier than that. That feels very sexist for me not to know when they start. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, But very curious to see uh, what the new coaching staff does on the women's side. Um, So a lot of fun stuff coming up this fall and winter. Um, Anything else uh, on your mind, Evan? Um, I will not be at the Oklahoma game. I will be at a wedding so I'm very sad about that. Um, not happy about it. But yeah, I, I hope everyone gets there, gets there a little early. Um, cheers real loud. Hope we get a win. If we get a win, don't be too cool to rush the field. Do it. Rush the field. It's fun. It's rush fun. You'll enjoy it. It'll be a Tackle great time. Lincoln Riley. Every chance you get, you should rush a football field. Punch, there, punch there's an nothing... Oklahoma player in the helmet. It'll hurt yeah. you more than it hurts them. Let, do it. You got you got to let them punch you them. back if you do it though. If if you punch a player, you should this know is legal you have, advice. You've broken the social contract, and they're allowed to. Yes, you, you, they know, are. you know that you know that scene in the Avengers where the Hulk has Loki by his feet, and he's like, mm-hmm. doo, doo, doo. <laughs> you, you you have agreed to that legally. I wonder how far um, a Baylor defensive lineman could throw me. I think a friend told me like 15 yards one time. I'm like, no, probably not 15, maybe 12. Probably I don't know, man. Yards. I think, I think if they got you like, like, you know, like the track and field, I mean, like the hammer throw where they get you by your ankles and they like do the spin, they could get me 20 yards downfield. Back belt loop, scruff of the neck, spinning. <laughs> yeah. They could, they could get me 12 to 15 yards. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I think that's fair. That's elite yards per throw right there. E- <laughs> Expected points added at least three. <laughs> Um, all right, Evan, sick em bears. All right, sick em.